What up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Money Making Jess, and I want to welcome you to the show. It's going to be an exciting, wonderful episode, like always. You know how we do over here. So sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself. Because here's your boy, Money Making Jess. Yeah. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is your boy, Money Making Jess, here with another episode. Basically, the episode is going to be about reselling or becoming a reseller and buying things at wholesale or buying things at auction or buying liquidation items like cases, pallets, or truckloads, uh, return items, overstock items, customer returns new stuff, shelf pulls. So basically, about two weeks ago, I bought, supposedly supposed to buy a box full of purses. It was supposed to be 45 purses, I thought, but due to me not reading the manifest correctly and the item list correctly and really reading the description carefully, it was handbags and accessories. So I basically got half of was handbags and the other half was accessories. Um, so I was really counting on all the items to be handbags. So it's selling, but it's selling really slow. So my advice to anyone buying like cases, pallets, please make sure you please read the manifest and look at the manifest to make sure. Um, so it was really a newbie mistake on my part, not paying attention to what I was reading and also double verifying with the manifest. And also too, when you get this stuff in, I went and waited a couple of days to look. As soon as you get the stuff in, open it up. It should have a packing slip. If it has a packing slip or item manifest, go over it, make sure you get everything. Cause I was missing like seven items. So I'm still waiting on a reply back from them because I did wait a couple days to really verify what I had. And that's another topic as well, is when you buy stuff from people, auction houses, anything, always double check to make sure the stuff works. Just because the book, the, the book, the box or the item may say new or return, you just don't know people. And I've had a couple items that have I bought under the impression that it worked because they say they tested it and it worked, blah, blah, blah. But when I finally got to the customer, it didn't work or had dents or something was wrong with the item. Just double check. I know you should do that off rip, but you get caught up and you're trying to save as much time as possible. Just make sure the stuff, regardless of, unless it's factory sealed, you pretty much are pretty much okay but if it's been open any type of way always check the merchandise for functionality for cosmetic damages everything and just list if there's anything wrong with it list it and certain places give you a certain amount of time to send back or to get a refund or get a swap do that and if you can check at the place where you're picking up do it there I know it takes a couple minutes to do that but in the long run 
it will save a lot of aggravation. <laughs> Seriously. But so far, um, I got my Amazon store up and running. I got some stuff on there selling. Uh, one thing about Amazon is the payout is a little bit different than the other places I sell on. So if you're looking for like a quick flip or quick money, Amazon isn't really the place for you. It's more like, I think they pay out every two weeks. And then so, but you also can do like, um, I think they have an option you can do in a certain amount they can automatically or immediately pay out. But Amazon is not for quick flipping, I would say. You can like hold off. If you don't mind getting paid like every two weeks, then Amazon seller, obviously is a great place to put your stuff on. Um, Amazon, you definitely wanna make sure you got the, the best quality stuff. If I was you, I wouldn't put anything on there except if it was new, open box, new. And definitely test, because with Amazon, they, they, their matrix is all based on that. You don't wanna be having any garbage out there and get bad reviews and stuff like that because you will be put on the bad list with Amazon. So be very careful when you put stuff on Amazon Make sure it's your best quality stuff and, and just put it on there. And one of the best things about Amazon, if it's new, you basically can get retail price value. Uh, to stay competitive, it doesn't have to be the most expensive. It doesn't have to be the least expensive as either. Either, long as it's a good quality and you become known to have a good quality, then you can charge really near or at retail price. That's one of the benefits of selling on Amazon. But with Amazon is some products you have to be authorized. So just keep your, your receipts or your invoices from the distributors you buy from to get on there. Um, so yeah, but Amazon is a great platform to sell. But like I said before, the payout is a little bit different. So let's look at uh, eBay, eBay seller. I'm also on eBay, I got things on eBay eBay is good because eBay is the second, I think it's the second largest marketplace next to Amazon in the US. So if you got Amazon and you got eBay, you definitely can make a living at this. The biggest thing for me is keeping inventory and at first figuring out what platform do I start with and how long do I keep them on that platform before I move to a different platform so that I'm still kind of working out, kind of got a, a, a workout plan for that, but I'm still tweaking that. And I'll just say, I'm just basically gonna give people like my, what platforms I sell on. I'm not gonna give like the first three days I sell on this or this or that, because I don't want people to waste time trying to follow what I do because what works for me may not work for you, but I'll at least tell you, these are the platforms and you got to figure out what strategy best fits you. So Amazon, eBay, obviously offer up Lego and Mercari. I tried Posh. I don't like Posh at all. Poshmark, I think that's what it's called, Poshmark. I don't like Poshmark at all. With Poshmark, you have to be engaged. That's like somebody that really has time to set the computer and follow people, join these watch parties or fashion parties they have and do all this stuff to get people um, to your store. I need somewhere I can dump, put my stuff on there, and go to the next thing. I don't have time to engage like Poshmark needs to really make money. It's great now if you have a store and it's been around for a while, and you got a million plus followers, yeah, that's good. But starting off, 
either I would go to uh, Fiverr.com or those other type of websites, hire someone to be your Poshmark, um, I would say like ambassador or Poshmark uh, instant, what is it, social media manager, because that takes a lot of work to build a following and get people buying from you. Uh, I just don't have the time. And for now, because I saw so many different marketplaces, I'm not going to hire somebody to do that. So I do have some items up on Poshmark, which I'm probably going to close that account and not use it. Poshmark just wasn't for me. I'm not saying it's not giving a bad review or anything like that. It's just the type of selling that I'm doing, it doesn't work out for me. Um, so yeah, so those are basically the top, the only platforms I do sell on. I haven't took out any like um, newspaper ads or Craigslist or stuff like that. I just feel like that's just too much. Uh, maybe on stuff like um, that I've had for a long time, maybe I may put those on those type of websites. But for now, I'm really going through, the longest thing I've had on hold was almost a month and a half. And the reason I have had it so long is because I haven't put it on any marketplaces because it's furniture and it weighs a ton. So that may be good to put like on offer up and let go and only uh, offer locally. And so I may do that. I haven't decided, I really bought it for myself, but it was the wrong color. So I don't know, I may just still put it together and use it like for the garage or for the back patio. I'm not for sure yet. So it's been sitting. That's like the longest inventory item I have. And all the long inventories that I've had, like I got a ceiling fan, I got a, a, a light fixture. Those are really my personal stuff. I was gonna sell them, but I decided to keep them. Those are really my inventory I've had the longest, but everything's up for sale, you know, but so far, usually everything sells within two minutes to two weeks. You know, I, I put a micro course purse up, within 10 minutes it was sold. So, you know, it just depends on what marketplace and what you're doing. On eBay, we all know that's really auction-based. You can't offer buy now. But I tried the buy now thing, and what buy now does, it lets you set it really high near retail price. It really can limit how much you can make at the auction. So I've decided not to use buy now prices unless it's a brand new item, still wrapped, factory sealed, everything. And I know if I put up there, I can get near retail price for it, then I will do buy now. But anything besides that is just strictly auction. That's one thing I like about this, this business, being a reseller, is that you can change your business model on the fly, whatever works for you. And that's the reason why I like it, because it really, really, you can change on the fly and you can adapt to new things what works for you doesn't work for you because you'll soon find out what works for you doing reselling and buying liquidation stuff and it's it's a trip and i kind of got my mind to set to a set point that i'm not a retail shop i'm not trying to be a retail shop i'm a reseller so the biggest thing i have to learn to do is not try to get near retail price. If I can, that's great. If I can't, so what? The biggest thing is to flip and sell fast as possible while making a profit. So my profit margin is between 30 to 50%. So 
every time I get something, I basically want to double my money, basically. The loss I'll take is 30%, because it's still a business. You still want to make some type of money and go from there. And one thing also in reselling game is to be patient, because people know, especially now with COVID-19 and this going on, that some people are desperate, so people are going to lowball you. They are going to lowball you to the max. Just to stay strong, if your first couple offers are very low, just let them know, hey, this is condition, especially if it's a new item, don't sell yourself short. I'm not saying be greedy, but still, don't sell yourself short, okay? Side hustlers, we got to take a small break. I got to pay these bills. Stay tuned. Listen and learn. This your boy. Let's get it. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Do you hear me? From your phone. And also your computer, laptop, or tablet. One of the good things about Anchor, they will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And another thing about it too, you can start making money right now with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So do me a favor, my fellow hustlers, entrepreneurs, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot or period FM to get started today. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. That does help me pay the bills around here. But let's get back to the episode. Just just be cautious of what the retail price is of the item you're selling. And like I said, what you pay for it. So if you pay $10... You know, saying then what you're gonna sell it for. You gotta look at okay, what is the manufacturer's retail price? So you bought an item for ten dollars, and it costs a hundred dollars, and it's new. I definitely would try to sell between fifty and eighty bucks. I would listen to eighty bucks. I wouldn't take less than fifty for it because it's brand new factory sale in the box. Definitely would take lower than fifty. But if I get between fifty and eighty bucks for it, and I pay ten, dude, you win it. I would even take 35, 40 bucks for the item because I'm not really looking at what I'm selling. I'm looking at the money involved. You see what I'm saying? If I invested 10, I got 40 out. Hey, you know, but like I said, you, you, you have to look at it like that. That's what works for me. You may do yours different. You may get different outcomes. Maybe you sell all your stuff at their retail price. And you always get that. That works for you. But I'm about to flip. The more I faster I get it off, the more new stuff I can get in. As simple as that. Keep the cash flow going. And also, too, I mean, you know you're going to sell 10 items a week. 
don't go out buying a truckload till you get up to that volume, okay? But you gotta, whatever works for you, basically. But my eBay, basically, as of to, to date, I've sold seven items. I made $457 in the last 90 days. I got three active auctions going on now, and I got three unsold. And the unsold actually relisted them and sold everything. So basically, everything I have, I have sold on eBay. Three items I had to relist because first of all, uh, I did a no reserve auction, which do not do that. And my starting bid was way too high. Uh, usually if I do a starting bid, it's basically gonna be whatever the money I put into the item. So at least I know, okay, if I sell it, and I at least get that one bid, I at least made my money back. And I usually up it by five bucks. So it'd be whatever the, my initial investment was plus five dollars. So that means, okay, I made my money back plus five bucks. If only got one bid on it, at least I made my money back and I made five bucks. So that's basically how, how I do that. And those three items, I was kind of experimenting with kind of worked and didn't work for me, uh, what I'm trying to do. And so I readjusted, and next time I listed those three items, they all sold. And I made profit on all of them. So when you first start out, you may, you may break even, you may lose some money on a couple items, but that's just the learning process. Um, definitely look at other sales, what other people made, stuff like that. And I'm still using auctionnation.com. But one thing about Auction Nation you gotta be careful with is the quality of merchandise. Um, I'm not gonna say the name of the auction where I went to late and bought stuff, but half the stuff I've been getting from them has been junk. It's been, it's been horrible. When I first started, they were like one of the premier places to get stuff from because you knew you were getting good quality, quality merchandise. But lately, it's been a hit and miss with them. So, my word of advice, and this is something, please take heed to this. Whatever you buy locally or get shipped in, please test. Unless it's factory sealed, if it's open box any type of way, or if, or if it's factory sealed and the box is damaged and it's got a hole or anything, take it out. Take it out. A lot of times, what I've noticed so far on these websites, most people don't really care that it's factory sealed because you're never gonna make that much more money because you say factory sealed. Because if people really wanted a brand new retail factory sealed, they would pay the extra money and just go to the store. Don't use that as a like, oh, it's because it's new or it's shelf pulled or still unwrapping that I'm gonna get near retail price. That was a mistake I did. Don't think like that because people don't care. They just want the merchandise to look good and be able to sushi like clothes and accessories, stuff like that, and TVs and stuff. As long as the cosmetic looks good, they really don't care if it's in the box or not. That, that's not a, a selling point you should thrive or make because people really don't care. That's what I've noticed. It, people are like, okay, whatever. Next thing they say, why are you selling if it's brand new? You know, so people are like, so this doesn't really matter, people. Just make sure the merchandise you're selling, 
the cosmetic is good, it's, it's, and it's functional. That's what people want. You give them a good price. That's what sells. I'm telling you. That's what sells. I'm telling you, people. Right now, faucets are hot. Uh, name brand purses. Uh, I'm going to try cologne. Cologne. Because uh, you can get really good, really good prices on cologne, especially the name brand ones. And definitely want to stick with the home improvement. But whatever works for you. I just felt like the home improvement, like faucets, man, they sell really quick. Especially on uh, eBay. Um, the lawn care stuff is kind of iffy. Sometimes I was getting stuff, it was selling fast and selling like a week. But it usually goes. Especially if you're in a high area where people like a lot of grass. Like the Midwest and stuff like that down south. It's probably a good market for that stuff. But here in Arizona, even though we do have landscaping companies, you know, it's not as, they sit a little bit, but they will eventually move. Cause I've sold battery powered sprayers. I've sold a couple of those. But they are, they always have really good prices on um, lawn equipment out here just because of that. So you can really get a dirt cheap. Uh, for instance, I got a couple of these electric lawn edgers and trenchers. Uh, right now, I've seen the lowest one for $7.50. $7.50. So I'm going to watch it and just see what the ending bid is. Because my bidding now, I don't bid no more than 50 bucks for an item. You know, it's just because I've started to put in my margin and stuff and... You know, and a lot of times too, you go on these websites, such the auction nation, is that majority of people on here are buying this stuff for themselves. They're not buying it to resell like I'm doing. So a lot of this stuff is overpriced, which is good because once you get to that level and you can become an independent seller or put things on auction nation, you probably can get pretty good money off your stuff because a lot of times people, they overbid for stuff. You know, I've seen some crazy bid down here. It is addictive. You don't want to lose. And you can't find good deals on here, but it can't be addictive. Ooh, I'm thinking if I should bid on this electric power pressure washer. Need one bad. But I like getting stuff like this that's either new or open box new or customer return. I like looking at the boxes. See, this is private news. Because one of the downsides of the great company Amazon is that you can return stuff for any reason. They don't care. And a lot of times we return stuff, it's not even in the box. Luckily, I haven't ran that issue, but I've heard stories where people have bought things and it's not, there's nothing in the box. It's crazy. But man, I love fucking faucets. Excuse my French. I don't know what it is about faucets. I love me some faucets. All right, so we back. Sorry about that. I had to take care of my main job, which everybody knows I do IT work, so I had to make sure somebody could get into their computers remotely. Let's get back to this. We were just talking about reselling and liquidation flips. So basically, I just found out that Arizona, the state of Arizona is going on complete lockdown starting tomorrow at 5 p.m. So I'm probably going to not get any more merchandise until after this. 
Um, let's see if this stuff that I have now will sell. So I don't know. It's getting kind of dicey around here. So just let the rest of this stuff sell. And I'll see. I'll still watch some auctions. I may be able to get some good deals and pick stuff up. But I'm not going to overspend at all. $20 would be my max on getting anything. And it's at least got to be over worth over 100 bucks in manufacturer su suggested retail price. So I'm going to be a very, very picky on what I order and bid on into this Corona-19 quarantine business is over with. So I guess starting tomorrow after 5 p.m., those who live in Arizona, basically the governor wants you to stay at home. But if you got to go to a grocery store, if you got to work, stuff like that, you still can do it. Just stay at home, people. If it's not essential or if it's not an emergency, just stay at home so we can get past this. The longer people aren't following these rules, not following the basic rules, the longer this is going to drag on. I mean, 30 days is nothing. Let's everybody sit down and do what you got to do. So basically, that's probably going to end my podcast for the day. Just people be cautious of what's going on. If you got loved ones, if you got elderly people or sick people, just check on them, make sure they're all right. And hopefully everybody can get through this. You know, it is what it is. Just try not to make it more complicated than what it is. And when it's over, though, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit time party up. But until then, stay at home and do what you gotta do. Stay healthy. So I'll probably make a couple of snippets in between this and beginning of May. It won't definitely be as long as this podcast, but at least be a status. Until next time, have a good day. Bye.